Good afternoon. Good afternoon. God increases us in our vision. He increases us daily on what we see. And while we're seeing, he gives us the gift to discern what we're seeing. Because what we're seeing becomes a promise between us and God concerning what he showed us. Because everything that he says and does, it shall come to pass. No matter how many pieces to the puzzle you have. It's still the entire picture. Because without that piece that you have, the picture does not exist. You cannot complete an entire puzzle without all the pieces. But when you have a piece from God, a piece of what? A piece of information concerning you and your future and your purpose. That's all you need to stand on. And that's what you call faith. Our faith grows. And while our faith growing on that puzzle piece that we currently have, it begins to add another piece, then another piece as your faith begins to rise. God is showing me so many things. Even as I read his holy word. I could be into a testimony like the story of Joseph or the story of Moses, and then all of a sudden God would take me there. I could see the atmosphere. I could feel the atmosphere. I could feel the weather all the way to the humidity of the location. As if I was there when it happened. You know why? Because we were there when it happened. Jesus. Jesus. We were actually there when it happened. When you walk around, I'm walking around. Jesus. When you encourage people, I encourage people. Whatever you do unto the Lord, I'm doing unto the Lord. We are in the same body. We are in the same body, the body of Christ. And God shared with me the tomb of Christ while he was in there, wrapped up, naturally dead. The scars were on his body. The bruises was on his body. I don't know how they do death back in those times. See, we go to the morgue and we get organs taken out and things like that. I don't know what they did, but what I know is that Christ was in that tomb. Wrapped up. Day one go by. Day two go by. Here is the dirt, the third day. And I really believe by God taking me to that too. The first thing, let me share with you. The first thing Christ 
when he woke up was that he was that he opened his eyes. Excuse my excitement. <laughs> Hope you understand me well. The first thing he did was open his eyes. Knowing that, knowing that it is finished. What I came to the earth to do has been accomplished. And many of us don't see the importance in that. It's as if we've been born with a silver spoon. We don't know what it's like to live without Christ because we were living in the times after Christ. But have we been living B.C.? We had to live up sacrifices of animals and blood. Experience the wrath of God from the disconnection that sin has brought us. So we were born in the times after Christ. We are in the times of salvation. We were born in a time of salvation, redemption, restitution. So we don't know what it's like to be disconnected. But indeed, without God, you are disconnected. But we walk around knowing we can't be forgiven. Jesus. It's like a child being born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Don't know what it's like to be hungry. Don't know what it's like to do things on their own. Because everything always been done for them. And that's how some of us are in this generation. We don't know what it's like to be disconnected because we were born learning about Christ and his blood has connected us back. So we're actually taking God's love for granted, unaware. Because if you know what to do right and you still choose to do wrong, What does that tell you? And I know it wasn't just me that was of the world, in the world. Knew what I was doing wasn't right. Knew what I was doing wasn't pleasing to God. But I still had a heart to serve. But I just wasn't serving him the way he wanted to be served. Which was actually not even serving. Jesus. The world has dressed up Christ, dressed up God, and dressed up the gospel the way they wanted to. And we as believers sometimes get spiritually lazy when we don't want to read. We don't want to become spiritually educated ourselves. So we go around receiving and accepting everything that someone who we think know what they're talking about is talking about the right thing. When in fact, indeed, they're not. Love recognize love. And if you can't identify that in a person, it's indeed not. <laughs> it's indeed not. It's like every word I'm saying now is becoming more effective. It's like it's coming. What I'm saying is how Jesus. Let me tell you something. When we declare the creed, we know it's going to come to pass because we have the faith in God. But it's nothing like being in a situation and you're in an elevation where you can say and see at the same time as if God said it and saw it. That's where I am at. Jesus. So I got to be very mindful and very careful on what I say because it, it, it will indeed happen right in the midst. Jesus. Jesus. 
I was at a homegoing service today. And usually when I go to a homegoing service, I do not walk up to the body. Because most of the time, the person doesn't look the same. And it caused me to feel some kind of way to be near someone who's not really there. But when I went to this homegoing service today, what happened to be my great-great-grandmother, Jesus? See, this season that we're in, our lives are changed and we're not even aware of it. Until you're in a situation where it's confronted before you how much you really change, how high you have become in a matter of seconds, Jesus, in this season. I felt nothing but peace coming from her natural body, which her spirit has already departed. Felt the peace flowing from her body, flowing from her corpse. The peace of God that gave me a perfect understanding. And I said, if I call you forth, what would everyone's response be in this place? They wouldn't be the same. They would not have been the same. Why? Because they just saw a miracle take place that they read about in the Bible when it comes to raising the dead. To us, it seems like it's the most challenging miracle to perform. But when indeed, it's definitely not. Because we don't do it the work. And God said to me one day, I was, in, I was so hungry to raise the dead in a time of my life. And God said, do you not know that you already are? You're looking to raise a body out of a casket. You have those bodies that were sitting next to Jesus. My God, Jesus. Any person that wasn't walking with God is dead. But when they begin to walk with God and accept Jesus their Lord, due to you being used with the love of God to release his message, they become alive. God said, that's the bigger picture. The world want you to think what you see is the bigger picture. But it's actually what you don't see. Jesus! It's what you don't see. With your natural eyes, the bigger picture. See, to the world, the, the, the wealthiest person is the person with the most money. Not in the kingdom. Not in the kingdom. You are rich according to the level of knowledge that you have about your God. To walk in the level of knowledge that was presented to you by the mouth of God, out of the mouth of God. On that third day, I said, Christ, if they knew then what they know now, talking about his disciples, they would have never left you for them three days. They would have stood there and counted the time because they know when that third day comes, it's finished. 
I no longer have death. Now I have life and for the glory of God. I've been adopted back in the kingdom. I can now have eternal life. The life I live now is unto Christ. I have resurrection power for I've been redeemed. Now I can be restored. I'm going to take my family back. I'm going to take my walk back. I'm going to take everything that I didn't have that disconnected me to my father, to his will, to my heritage. Now I can indeed inherit it. If you sit back and meditate, what happened on the third day? Not the first day, not the second day, but on the third day. Christ got up. Angel was present. Took the garment around his head. Laid it beside him. Knowing. Probably still see the bruises on his body. Looking at the nail drawn in his hand. That the, the left hole marks in his hands. Looking at the blood stains all on clothes. Even though they changed his clothes and washed his body, he still had open wounds, my God, that were still leaking. And just imagine you see the evidence on you literally that what you had to go to to get you to where you are. Here I am with holes in my hands, but these holes have covered them all. I might got some holes in the side of my head due to them thorns that, them thorns that was in my head and printed into my scalp. But guess what? Now it's for the glory. Now you can have the mind of Christ. Now you can become a partaker. Now you are seated. Now you are lifted. Now you are forgiven. Now you can go. Now you can see. Now you can hear. Now you can understand. Now go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Always remember that third day. Many of us are not even considering the importance, the significance of what took in place. Like I said, it's just like being born with a silver spoon in your mouth, not knowing what it's like to be hungry. See, John knew, even though Christ literally wasn't there yet, but he knew he was called to prepare the way. He knew what was going to happen that day, but it just wasn't his generation of time. Jesus, Jesus. I have John, Paul, Luke, all of them saying to me, if we were at your generation with the knowledge that we know, my God, What we know now, being in your time, what you know now, being in this time, what you know now, being in this time, Jesus. Pray for me as I go out today. Miracles are in the mist today. <laughs> Breakthroughs are in the mist today. Freedom. Liberty, authority, strongholds are coming down. Everywhere I go, strongholds are coming down. 
Jesus be lifted high. God is elevating my life right before my very own eyes. When I went around my family today, I haven't seen most of them in a long time. And guess what happened when they all saw me? They couldn't stop staring. You know why? Because it wasn't me that they were staring at. They were staring at the glory. The glory of God has a look. Trust me. And it causes us to look very beautiful and very attractive. Not lustful attraction, but godly attraction. That becomes a magnet to all humanity, to everything that is required in your walk. Even down to the resources you are an attraction to, you are a magnet to. Money is finding its way to you. Hunting things down just to get in your presence. Getting off the hands of where it is currently to become in yours. And that goes for everything. We gotta remember how powerful we are. As I said before this morning, my phone is continuing to ring all the luck, as you can hear every time. So I'm like, don't ring, don't ring, don't ring, don't go off, don't go off. Hey, there you go. Doing a recording. <laughs> I gotta make it do what it do until the time we can do something better. Hallelujah. This is my season. This is my time. And I am so honored that my great-grandmother today, we was at her service, celebration of life. And all I could do is look up and see her looking at me. And she said, you need to stand up. Not just to celebrate my life, but I need you to stand up because we about to celebrate your life. You're not going home yet, but we got some celebrating to do because now I can see what's taking place in your life that I didn't see when I was a part of your life in the earth. I see your mantle. I see the anointing. I see the dripping of the anointing. I see the fire. I can see the smoke. Even when you open your eyes, there is a sound, my child. Your belly is overflowing with rivers of living water. What does that look like? A constant renewal. That's what it looks like. Continuing to be renewed causes us to overflow. Because I settle within my walk. There is no way I'm going to stand before anybody in this earth, whether you know my name or not. And not make sure that I'm right in the eyes of God before I go out here and try to make you become right. Or cause you to become right. And that goes for any and every area, even all the way down to a level of patience. Even down to a level of just having a positive attitude, not becoming frustrated, watching my facial expressions. Even if I'm feeling happy and I'm looking sad, I'm going to change that expression. God will do things. And I don't mind releasing some of the things that God shares with me. Because he the one tells me to share them actually. 
I'm being honest about that. You sometimes be like, uh uh-uh, uh, God, I'm not saying that. And all of a sudden, I can be saying something else, and bam! Next thing you know, I'm playing a recording back. Oh no, God, where'd that come from? I don't want everybody to know about certain things in this season. It's actually no, I was telling God, it's nobody's business what you're preparing me for when it comes to a significant other. So why are you having me to say things like that? And God will always find a way to check us once again. Do you know what you just said? You don't want anyone to know? Why not? Get over it because my glory is here and it is clearly seen and not to be hidden. I didn't want no one to know what God was preparing me for until the time came. But God said, do you know doing your preparation is helping someone else out in their preparation who may be ready to stumble and fall or quit or faint? And you're sitting there letting them know to continue on through your continuing? So stop thinking like that. Do you care what people think? No, they don't. Never. Do you care if people like you or not? No, never. Don't. (laughs) There's no room and no time for no emotional tantrums. Because we are too mature for that. God said, don't you hide what I'm doing in your life. Because what I'm doing in your life, it will be seen clearly. Shown, expressed, and you can't even stop me. I don't even want to, Father. Actually, I don't want to. Hallelujah. God is so excited about what He's doing in our life. I even find God some sometimes His fire even arising within Himself while He's speaking concerning our destiny and our purpose. You know why? Because it's for his glory. (laughs) He wants his glory. And his glory will be manifested. In and through our lives. It is what it is. Don't act like you're not happy about what God is doing in your life. You better be excited and be glad. Man, I wish you could see me now on the other end. People use the term, can't tell me nothing. (laughs) <laughs> but you can tell me things as I'm very humble but you get what the point I'm trying to make my confidence has increased but I'm never with pride always humble I'm just glad that I was down and God lifted me up I was walking in deception now I have eyes to see Ears to hear and a heart to understand exactly what the truth is. And this is confirmation. The year of truth. For I was walking last year in a lie. But God. Hallelujah. But God. But God. But God showed up in my bedroom. Even when I had the bottle in my hand. Because he wasn't after the bottle. He was after the glory. 
Hallelujah. After the glory, his glory, pursuing you for what he put on the inside of you. As you can clearly hear and see that God is releasing marriages and merging, I mean, getting married and relationships and friendships out in the atmosphere. It's everywhere. You hear all over the place. And one thing I do not do is pretend. I am very patient to wait. My time will be my time. But when God begin to reveal things, it's okay to dance. It's okay to shout. It's okay to praise. It's okay to give thanks ahead of time. Don't let no one tell you you've been impatient because you're giving thanks on what God is going to release into your life. That's why they don't have anything because they don't ask for anything. And I don't mean asking with their mouth. I mean due to their praise. Having watered their seed, their seed needs to be watered. Have all this seed in the ground and do not water it. What does that look like? Hallelujah. People say, if you don't say nothing, if you say what you want, that's like you being impatient. Whoever said that? The devil is a liar. I don't pretend. God, give me something. Thank you. Not, it's not the time, my child, my dear. However you fancy, say it fancy. However. Stop kidding yourselves. Make your requests made known unto God. God, I want this. No, I want what you have for me. And that's concerning everything in my walk. And matter of fact, I'm going to thank you for everything. Because you indeed have things for me. With my name on it. So here's my thanks. Here's my praise. We have to stop pretending and kidding ourselves concerning our desires. We think that if we don't mention it that we're being impatient. Oh, that we are being patient when we don't mention it. No, being impatient is being when you're moving. <laughs> you're not moving by giving thanks. You're not moving by talking to God about it. He's honored indeed that you believe in what he released to you. Sometimes God can give someone something and they don't receive it because they don't believe that it can happen to them. But you do. Hallelujah. So where's the thanks? Hallelujah. My sight has increased. My hearing has increased. Because it's required to. The higher you come, the better you become. Hallelujah. The more shopping and the more quickened. Hallelujah. I can see Satan's plan a mile further than that. Days away. Months, even years. God showed me someone I was with today. Showed me their child 19 years later. Jesus. 
And the reason God showed me that because God showed me what he called that child to do. And that parent keeps speaking something out. Jesus. So I got to keep declaring the creed the atmosphere, even share the vision. Because you're supposed to raise your child the way they should go. God's way, not your own. Hallelujah. God will reveal a lot. I'm trying to tell you so many things. I love when I read a scripture and I say, God, take me there. He takes me there. Let me explain one more quick thing. John, the beloved. It is written as if John made himself to be the one that Jesus loved the most. And it was portrayed to be that way, but that's not what John said. And I know because he told me that. She, because God took me there. John said, no, it's actually the other way around. I am the one. Who spent more of my time with Christ. I was the one all over him all the time. We as disciples all loved him. I was just more the affectionate one. We all sitting around. I'm the one in between Jesus. Wherever he get up and go somewhere. I'm following right after. I'm not the one who Jesus loved the most. I'm the one who showed more affection towards Christ out them all. Referring to the disciples. And God took me to the shore. Where John and Jesus was actually walking. <laughs> and John. I even saw what they had on. They had on cloth. What is it? What color? Tan cloth. Ramets. Came down a little, a, a, little, a little below their knees. And the sandals that we see in the visions and stuff like that. Is similar to that. Thick. Brown leather sandals with a rope tied around to keep the garment fitted on them. And they were just walking and John had on, what was it? Something he, like a man bag, very small, wrapped around his right shoulder coming around his left side. And Jesus was on the right side of the water and John was on the left. And John just kept looking at Jesus so amazed. And just sitting there listening to everything Christ is saying. I could see the wind. It was beautiful. Their hair was just flying with the wind as they were walking forward. And Jesus just had his arms up just explaining what he's saying. Using body posture and language. And he's enjoying telling John everything John is asking. And John was just confirming to me why that statement was made. I'm the one who spent most of my time. I was the one who was so hungry for it. The others were also hungry. But I just set aside time beside the time. See, others had wives. Some of them had wives and other jobs. But John was like, forget all of that. I'm coming with you. Hallelujah. And I love that he clarified that. Because some people really think that Jesus loved John the most. And that would make God a liar. Because Jesus don't say anything that God wouldn't say. God say he has no respected person. That's a respected person if you have a favorite. Right? Hallelujah. So I ask you. 
to ask God to take you. What's your favorite scripture to read? One of your favorites. Let's not say the favorite. So many are. They are awesome. Who do you want to have an encounter with that you read about in the Bible all the time? Many would say David and many would say Paul. Trust me. They are right there in your midst. Get to asking and they will show you. I'm trying to tell you. Because God has no respect of person. He won't just share with me and not you. Hallelujah. I could I ask for anybody right now, anybody in the kingdom, and they will answer and show up and take me somewhere. Literally. In a vision. Not physically now. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when you're in this vision, you can see the atmosphere, you can see the weather, you can see everything taking place. Hallelujah. I love you all so much. I want you to continue to enjoy your day. And remember, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you forever. <laughs>